welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Rise Up For You. This is your host and founder, Natalina. It's so great to be here with you on this beautiful Monday morning. Today we have episode 59 with my friend, Brian Kang. He's going to be talking with us about taking the leap. So I actually met Brian um, at a conference that we went to back in January, and we were talking about him making the leap, and he has done it. He is a perfect example of going for what he wanted to do and building the dreams that he wanted, and he's done it in only two and a half months. So Brian, also known as BJ, is a professional development coach, speaker, trainer, and podcast host of the Asian American Voice. BJ quit his high-paying job in order to align his passions with his career and move into entrepreneurship. He offers insight, inspiration, and strategies to help others align their passions with their career, overcome their fears, and break through limiting beliefs. Brian, like many, was working in the corporate world when he decided it was time to take the leap and build something of his own. He became his own boss, built his own podcast, The Asian American Voice, and now he's interviewing many third-generation Asian Americans in an effort to discover their story and how they took their own personal leap and journey. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. BJ, thank you again for joining us today. I'm so honored to have you on the show. I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know who our guest is for the day. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure thing, Neda. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm very honored to be on your podcast. And I just want to give you a a little thank you because we met at the conference earlier this year at at, uh, lifeonfire.com. And I just really appreciated your willingness to help me because I was just starting then launching my podcast. And without your help, I wouldn't have launched a podcast or even taken the leap into entrepreneurship. So thank you for that. That's the first thing I wanted to share. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. And then, yeah, just a little bit about myself. I'll kind of pick up about about 2008. I hit a kind of a low bottom in my life. I was, you know, not eating healthy. I was mentally just distraught, depressed. I was broke. <laughs> all of the above, kind of the uh, just the story of all of the above, just feeling really down in the dumps a little bit. And I really went on a path of, of self-discovery, reaching out for help. I saw a therapist, kind of peeled the, the layers of the onion away and, and found out, you know, trying to figure out exactly who I was as a person. And through that, I really discovered that I do have a lot of the skills necessary in order to be successful. I, you know, got a nine to five job that was, you know, okay. And then I kind of moved into some higher paying jobs. And at that point, I had really worked on myself. You know, now I was seeing a coach 
And then I realized that I was able to make a, a living for myself and more than a living. You know, at that point, I was making, uh, you know, up to a six figure income. And then from there, I was just totally unhappy at this six figure income job. And I think you can relate to this as well, Ned, in your story. And I realized that I really wanted to go into entrepreneurship. And so I made the leap into entrepreneurship. You know, the rest is kind of history. I'm, I'm just coaching. I'm a you know, speaker, trainer. I just recently launched a podcast called The Asian American Voice. And again, it's been a heck of a journey, but I've been you know, really grateful to be able to be at this point. I love that. So let's just dive into a couple things here. So tell us a little bit more about what you do now. First of all, congratulations on making the leap. That's so incredible. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are on the verge of doing the same and maybe are struggling with some fear. So we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. So what are you doing right now? You mentioned that you're coaching and you're speaking. Do you have a specific audience and who you're coaching? Yeah, so I focus on either the Asian American or people of color right now. And the reason for that is because I feel like there's a different cultural layer. A lot of my story is um, kind of the generations and generations of my parents, my grandparents, my grandparents' parents, and some of those things that are passed down to us. And so I, I emphasize coaching people that are not satisfied in their job, that are looking to kind of align their passions with their career, and with the emphasis of the cultural background as well, because me as a, as a um, Korean American um, from immigrant parents, I realize there's a lot of, uh, more pressure there or different types of pressure. And so I focus on the demographic because I get it. My parents immigrated here to America. They sacrificed. They, they worked, you know, 14, 15 hour days. They were also small business owners. And the expectation for me was to go to college, get a degree and then get a corporate job and just kind of live happily ever after. But there's another path that I want to take. And I, I definitely want to, you know, not knock my parents. I mean, they sacrifice so much. But at the same time, it's, a, it's about honoring my own path while we're still respecting my parents and their wishes as well. I completely understand. I come from a full Middle Eastern background, and it's very similar in regards to uh, expectations, discipline, and that kind of thing. So I'm right there with you. It's funny. The first career that I stepped into was singing and dancing. <laughs> and my dad was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, I'm going to sing and dance, dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, go be a doctor. I'm like, um, not really sure I want to do that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what that looked like when you decided to make the leap from your six-figure job. Again, there's a lot of people I'm sure that are listening that are right on the cusp of leaving. Maybe maybe they have a great nine-to-five job and there's nothing wrong with that, but they know they're meant for something more and they want to transition, but they're scared. And I'm sure that you know you've went through the same thing. They're scared. They're going to give up basically their medical benefits, their salary, their comfortableness, and making sure that they have a paycheck every two weeks or every month. So what advice can you give those that are wanting to make that jump but are allowing their fears and their self-doubt to kind of get in the way. Sure thing. Yeah, a couple things there, Annette. That's a great question. Well, first thing was, um, let me just tell you a quick story about uh, what made me kind of make the leap into entrepreneurship. I was sitting around the table. I was uh, in software sales at the time at a real estate company, and I was sitting around the table with some of my colleagues. They're also salespeople, and they were, we were talking about commission. You know, it was like if you sell a hundred thousand, you're going to get an extra 025 percent commission. If you sell another fifty thousand, you get another half percent commission. And it just dawned on me. I did kind of like a flash forward of my life. So I looked at my life in five years and 10 years and 15 years down the line. And if I was still doing exactly what I was doing in this, in this high paying software sales job, I, I just could not 
picture myself doing that. And so I realized that I had to make the leap into something of my own. You know, I wanted to create some of my own. And, and what was holding me back is exactly what you said. It was fear. And I think the thing that helped me combat that fear was, again, flash forwarding and realizing, hey, if I don't do something now, then there's never a right time to do it. Um, yeah, I'll lose the nice paycheck, the health benefits. Luckily, I had saved up some money from, you know, working a couple of great jobs and having the, you know, gratitude of having the salary and sales bonuses. And I was a, a top performer at my sales uh, companies as well. And so I had some money saved up, which helped me a little bit. But at the same time, it didn't make it easier, right? I had to make the leap. I had to take that leap of faith. And I just realized that I could have built a business on the side. But for me personally, I had to put in all my energy into the business. I couldn't just worry about my sales pipeline, worry about what was going on in the same company and, and have enough energy to be able to create my coaching business, my podcast, and all the things I want to work with on the side. So I had to make that full leap. And so it's really just that leap of faith. You talk a lot about this as well, Netta, but self-worth, you know, just understanding that, hey, I'm not just worth it, but I can do it. And just kind of psyching myself out and those little mindset tricks that I know you work with your clients on as well. And so those are things that I had to do to take that leap. Yeah, and it sounds like that worked best for you. I know that there's two kinds of people out there. One, that they work really, really well under pressure. So if you're like, listen, I have no job, no income. I have three months to make this happen. You know, you're going to make it happen. And some, like you mentioned earlier, they can't. They work well with maybe having a part-time job and building their business at the same time. But for you, definitely, you had to make that full transition, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I just need to make the full leap. And again, it, it was for me, it, there was just something missing in my job. I had to align my passions with my career. And that's what I'm doing now in my coaching and speaking and the podcast is really I'm aligning the passions with my career at the same time. And so I want to help others kind of, you know, also find that path for themselves. So would you say, cause you said, you said two things that were really important there. Would you say that before you make a full leap out of your career to become an entrepreneur, that maybe the Two things would be to get a little bit of a savings, a little bit of a cushion financially, and then secondly, to make sure you know where you want to go. I would say that was my path, right? So, I mean, some people have like a partner, uh, you know, a spouse that can kind of help them out financially. And maybe they do like the helping each other out where one person is kind of the breadwinner. Then you take that leap into entrepreneurship. And then maybe once that person gets their business up and running, then the other spouse can kind of follow his or her dreams as well. But that was my path, you know, and, and having some savings was my kind of crutch. But Again, I mean, I just read Damon John's book, Power of Broke, and he talks all about the people that have started businesses with nothing. And that was actually my path as well. Back in 2008, when I was dead broke, I was a loan officer for real estate, and that's when, exactly when the real estate market crashed. And so I was like $15,000 in debt, but I went into health insurance sales, and I was at you know negative, what, negative 10, 15,000, and I had to really pull myself out of that hole. And because of that being broke and my back against the wall, I, ha I had no other choice but to build my business at the time and, and build up my income and my client base. So tell us how important, I mean, we, we know the answer to this, but I think it's really important to be reminded um, how important is our mindset when it comes to taking that leap and making a transition? 
oh my gosh, it's everything. It really is. And that's kind of why I shared my beginning story where I was kind of down the dumps and feeling depressed because my mindset was all out of whack. You know, I was uh, in a lot of shame, beating myself up. You had to score my mental capacity or my mental health. It was just so at a low point. And it's so important for me, it was to be able to kind of, like I said, peel away the onion and find out who I was as a person, reach out for help in order for me to get to this point where I can align my passions with my career and mindset's so important. I mean, especially as for me, you know, I focus on that cultural background as well. I think in Asian culture and I imagine in Middle Eastern culture as well, some of those things are not are frowned upon. You know, don't reach out for help. You know, don't air out your dirty laundry. And so these are things that I had to kind of break those family rules and those generational rules and those cultural rules to be able to get to this point of actually quitting my job and, and really following my dreams. You know, in, in Asian culture, it's all about. Uh, it's not about following your dreams and passions. It's about practicality. Like you said, you no know, doctor, lawyer, engineer. It's also about just um, having a stable job, you know, looking good. Those are all things that I had to get past in order, you know, for me to get to past that point. So mindset is is so huge and so important. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole nother world, right? And obviously we're generalizing. We're not saying that this is for everybody that's Asian or Middle Eastern or, or whatnot. But this idea of, you know, keeping your emotions more tucked in, following the logical path so that you can make financial benefits, so that you can provide for your family, even everything from staying into a relationship and dealing with that because that's, you know, you're loyal and you're committed. So, yeah, I can imagine that this is definitely, definitely a need. And it's interesting because I have quite a few Middle Eastern women that reach out to me in the same regard because it's just it's a foreign topic to the culture sometimes. Absolutely and I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's not just Middle Eastern culture or Asian culture. This can be any family rule. Let's say it's a family rule of you know you just you underachieve or something right. You underachieve and that gets passed on from generation to generation. It doesn't matter what cultural background you're in. We all deal with kind of the struggles of these things getting passed on to us from our parents and again this is not a blame the parents <laughs> rant at all. Um, a lot of parents in our grandparents do it unconsciously you know it's just things that they pass on that little old rules that are really hard to break and so you know there has to be a moment where you know you have to honor your own path and and really kind of go for it so what three tips can you three tips four tips two, whatever whatever for you <laughs> yeah. what can you give us to help work on our mindset and overcome our fears the first thing is reach out for help. And there's no one size fits all. Some people will go to a coach. Some people will go to like a trusted friend. That's something that's going to be so important for you to not hold the, the secrets or do it on your own. You know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of community and whatever that may look like for your listeners, you know, is to reach out for, for some sort of help as well. I'd say the second thing for me was take action that works for you. And what I mean by that is, again, that's not a one size fits all thing, right? You reach out for help. You you air out you know exactly what's going on with you what what you're struggling with whether it's self worth confidence and then really looking at the tools that are going to work for you for me personally what really works for me is conferences that's why I went to the conference where I met you earlier this year about I think three or four years ago I went to another conference that was all about underachieving and living up to your full potential and that you know fundamentally changed my life I can't remember what the name of the conference was but it fundamentally changed my life as well maybe some people it's something different 
like other ways that you can reach out for help. But for me personally, it's conferences. So find the things that work for you and then take action and, and just go for it. Just get out of your comfort zone. Because if, if we keep doing, if I keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting different results. So for me, it's like getting out of the comfort zone, signing up for that conference. Maybe it's going on a trip and just reflecting and journaling for a week or something, right? By yourself or something, something that, that works for you. And that's really going to help out the mindset and, and kind of moving towards the path that you want to move towards. So just to recap, we have find a mentor, which I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, even the top professionals and coaches in the world still have other coaches and mentors that walk alongside of them. And then the second one, take action that works for you, which is beautiful. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, BJ. So I just have a few more questions here. If you don't mind, I like to jump into the power section of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell us one book that you have read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I read it when I was, I think, 16 years old in, in high school, and it didn't really make sense. Like, I liked some of the concepts, and then I read it again about a year ago, and it, it, I was like, okay, now it makes total sense. It's all about not relying on a company or the government and just carving out your own path. The real estate part is not really what interests me, but I really like the the idea of carving out your own path and taking action and, and doing business for yourself and kind of shifting that mentality away from the company, the nine to five live. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just really just being able to kind of carve out your own path. Okay. And what's one thing that you've accomplished up to date that you're proud of? I'd say the podcast, you know, that was really my first step in kind of stepping out of the shadow. That's what I call it in order to move into the light of, you know, being seen. It was totally nerve wracking starting a podcast and having my voice out there for anybody to access in the whole world. Like that idea kind of scared me. But instead of being perfect and focusing on perfectionism, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to launch it and do it. And I did. And now we're, you know, kind of rolling. And it was a great feeling to get that up and running. I really like that last part that you said about being perfect and waiting to launch. That's one of the things that we do as human beings is we always hesitate because we're like, oh, it's not ready. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, it's okay to present and put stuff out there and then develop as you go. And honestly, people really appreciate that because they can see your development as well. And then they honor that, right? They're like, oh, look at that. They changed this. They changed the intro. They're really growing as an entrepreneur. So I love that you said said that because again I think that there are some people out there that hesitate and never take the risk because they always feel like they're not at that point or they're not at that perfect point yet for sure. And, you know, we're our harshest critics. You know, I think other people, whatever you launch out there, if they don't like it, most people are not going to criticize. They're just going to move on. It right. doesn't speak to them. But we get so caught up in our own self-criticism. And you're totally right. Just launch it, launch something, do something. And you can always tweak it later. It can be as drastic as like your branding or your company name. That's going to evolve and change. Look at all the big companies out there. They're always evolving, always changing. But the one thing that separates a successful, I guess, entrepreneur from from, uh, someone that doesn't it doesn't get as much success is that the successful entrepreneur just does it, goes for it, and realizes they can always tweak it, just as you said. Absolutely. And BJ, are there any routines that you have in your life that help you get a positive rise? Maybe a daily routine or something you do in the morning? 
Yeah, I have to give a shout out to Hal Elrod in The Miracle Morning. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure some of your guests have spoken about that, but mm-hmm. that that was a great tool for me to do. Just waking up in the morning and, and first thing in the morning, I don't check emails anymore. What I do is I'll do like a prayer, meditation. I'll, I'll uh, bust out my Evernote on my phone and then do some affirmations about, you know, just really just kind of getting that positive self-talk first thing in the morning, do some journaling, do some reading. And then I always work out in the morning. I do a 7 a.m. class at the gym here in Oakland, California. I do that about 45 minute circuit training class and that totally sets my day up for success. I think working out is is so key and then getting that mentality right as well through meditation, prayer and, and some of the Miracle Morning stuff. I love that. And thank you again so much for joining us today. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to share with our audience? No, I just uh, I, I just appreciate the time to be able to come here and kind of share my story. And I did want to also let you all know that I, I do have a, a URL here if you want to come and get a free tips to finding your vocation, which is like your calling in life via your career, which is at bitbit.ly slash rise dash Kang. So bit.ly forward slash rise slash K-A-N-G, my last name. Perfect. And I was just going to ask you, how else do we connect and support you? So we have that URL and that's perfect. And definitely, guys, take advantage of that. Can we follow you on social media? Is there a website or anywhere else that we can follow you and support you and stay connected? Yeah, you can find me a couple ways. Uh, First way is through my website at theasianamericanvoice.com. And the second one is if you want to go ahead and email me directly, uh, please do so at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at theasianamericanvoice.com. So I go by BJ. That's kind of my podcast name but my my legal name is brian so that's why my email is is that (laughs) awesome thank you so much it's been such an honor to have you and again congratulations on your transition and podcast make sure everybody checks that out on itunes Thanks so much, Ned. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, there you go. That was Brian King, known as BJ, on taking the leap, making that transition, overcoming your fears, and really allowing your mindset to come to a positive and uplifting space so that you can find your purpose and do what makes you happy. And again, making that leap in your life. Thank you again for joining us today here on Rise Up For You, the podcast. It's always an honor to have you on our show here with us, listening and getting expertise and knowledge. Before we head out for the day, I do want to remind you to please share this episode with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to head over to the website, riseupforyou.com and sign up for our emailing list. We have a special jumpstart guide that's going to give you the first few steps to building a happy and successful life. We have an awesome little practice guide there for you that's going to get you on track so that you can live the life that you deserve, the best life possible. And it is possible, my friends, and you can do it. Thank you again for joining Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that episode. If you're wanting more strategy, tips, and information, please head over to riseupforyou.com and sign up for our emailing list. We have a special jumpstart guide that gives you the first few steps to building your professional and personal life. Rise Up For You is all about getting to the next step and never allowing yourself to settle. So again, please head over to riseupforyou.com, join our network, and rise up in both your professional and personal life. Thank you again for joining Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.